Hello, we're the Sticky Bun Boys. I'm a savoury slab. And I'm a soggy gob. We've arrived at the quarterfinals and it's dessert week. It only took two series to get a bit more classy and move from puddings to the world of desserts. Is it really dessert for you, Michael, without Rob? You are right. I will miss Rob squirting his cream onto a crook and bouche and displaying it to the judges, but I still reckon our leading ladies will put on a show for us. Since I'm clearly writing the scripts for the first time in Sticky Bun Boy history, I reckon we should get on with the episode. Oh, the power. God help us all. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. So dessert week, Michael. There's only five left. Are you surprised by any of them? Well, I I I, I know that I liked Rob, <laughs> but I thought he was going to get further than he did. Like I thought, I thought the storyline we were going to get was like, oh, he's going to come through. But the storyline we got was he failed. He kept on. Thing is, he was he, he had that storyline where it was always like he was a nearly a nearly goner each time. Mm. But he clearly had the skill. It was always kind of like silly mistakes. So I thought you're right. I was same as you. I thought he would have started pulling it together a bit and mm. then sail through. And I have to say, it's harsh because she won Star Baker. I didn't think Janet would get this far. No, that's true. To be fair, I think I always thought Mary Ann would. I thought Joe would. I thought Holly would. Yeah. I thought Yasmin would. Yeah, no, I think you're probably right. I'd probably have substituted Janet for Rob. And that's not to say they're not talented. Like, they're all clearly very good at what they do, especially Janet, because she doesn't practice <laughs> yeah. and she just, just has the natural skill. I also didn't think that necessarily Yasmin would be there. Not because she's not brilliant, like you say, with mm-hmm. Janet. It's more the fact that Yasmin looks like she's not putting that much effort in some of the time. Um, and I and I just thought, and also sometimes she gets into her own head a bit. And so I thought that maybe someone else that was a bit more confident might get further. Sure, yeah. More suffering. Yes. <laughs> from Yasmin. More suffering for Yasmin. Every week, just more suffering. So the signature this week was a baked cheesecake with a creamy center in two and a half hours. Love that challenge. That is such a good challenge. Apparently, um, Mary says when they are talking about like what could go wrong, she's like, it could be too stiff or not stiff enough. Which do you think is worse? too stiff really yeah what I'm do you think it's worth but well it depends what you want to do with it well eat it oh actually i think then <laughs> i was going with what i thought you were thinking about were you thinking about willies yeah <laughs> so wait a second for actual cheesecake i think it was too stiff it would be oh be i don't want it to be too stiff no, no but now i'm talking about cheesecakes oh right <laughs> sure. so for cheesecakes i don't want it to be too stiff because if it's a baked one that means it's going to be all chalky and a bit hard for Willie's, I don't want it too stiff either because it's going to be painful. <laughs> so basically, soft. yeah, I like it to be creamy and soft. I'm glad we covered that then. Um, when Mary <laughs> said that, isn't it funny? Because I think the thing is, when she says things like that, 
it just it's perfect like if you said it you've got a cheeky little voice anyway like it would just sound cheeky when mary says it it just you just know that she doesn't realize what she's saying sure i mean you don't realize what i'm saying half the time we were just talking about how david famously doesn't listen to what i'm talking about because he's looking at what he's going to say next well, yeah it's hard to keep up with these podcasts <laughs> so he listens and he's like oh like <laughs> i get michael's jokes when i listen to it on a friday with everyone else i made a good horizontal tart joke last week which you only just got by the way you're looking very tanned how was france france was lovely i lay down on my front and on my back and uh did nothing i think you laid down with your arms up as well because you've got a tan all over thank you well i've kind of got the kind of ethnic skin where when you look at the sun you just go ping oh i'm in yeah. this color <laughs> unlike paul who just tries to mimic that with <laughs> coffee or something i made a lemon tart like a tart au citron with basically no recipe and i was very proud of myself because it came out like pretty much perfect look at you getting your technicals honestly <laughs> and what i did this time was um to warm up the lemon a bit i put a bit of orange in as well as lemon oh to warm it i thought you meant to warm it up whenever you're making something with lemon in it that you want to taste more sharp you put lime in yes if you're doing like a cake because that's got so much sugar and sweetness exactly but then if you're doing something like a lemon tart and you want it not to taste too kind of well sharp again put orange in and it kind of just like softens the it makes it rounds it off a little bit yeah because a tart citron there's so much lemon that it can be can have like that acidic taste yeah although i did how do you get away? Well, I suppose it was difficult because I didn't have a recipe, but I had to put I had to put zest in, which means yeah, every, every so often you get like a bit. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yes, yeah. Hasn't got quite that smooth mm. consistency. See, when you get orange juice, are you with bits or without bits? Bits, definitely. Oh, I don't want bits. Oh. I want I... to avoid there being bits but anywhere near is, my mouth. <laughs> if there's bits, I just think it's real orange. Sure. Because we had Orangino on the continent, which is like the best drink of all time. Did you just get a bits joke with, just there? With the best bottle. <laughs> no, oh, sure. I got a bits joke anyway. <laughs> you just ignored it. Fine, sure. <laughs> I was thinking about my next talk. But talk. Orangina always comes with bits. Yeah. They're I, fake bits. So, but I don't want any bits, fake or otherwise. Yeah. I do agree with that one. Anyway, on to this signature because it was quite good. I haven't done it. Basically, I don't do an order of alphabetical things. I just do them as they come to my head. So I've got Mary Ann first. Sure. Who made a short crust base? What do you think about that? I am more upset about the fact that she put curd cheese into her cheesecake. Yeah, I think, do you know what? I loved Mary Ann at the start. She was my queen. As it's gone on, she's losing it a little bit. No, do you know what? I, I disagree with you. I didn't like her at all from the start. <laughs> no, no. Uh, short crust pastry can often taste a bit biscuity. If it's like thick and it's cooked enough, it tastes a bit like almost like a shortbread. No, but I've done cheesecakes before. There's a really good Dan Leppard one where you make like a crumble kind of topping and you push that down. So it's still got... It's that's not, just that's not a, a topping. We're talking about a bottoming. No, but you put it on the bottom and you bake it. You do like a crumble topping, but you bake it in the bottom of your cheesecake. Oh. And it's like, it's not... First, first time, first I, do, I don't want to always have the biscuit base of crushed biscuits, but I just think short crust pastry. It's not... It, like you say, if you do shortbread, maybe, but short crust pastry... It's like a sideless tart. A side... She's done a sideless tart. But Mary did warn her that the topping would be rather wet. She did. And she couldn't say whether to glaze or not. It's often the problem we have. It seemed like they often had a lot of extra time on this. This this one, I didn't... I don't know. There was something about... I don't like the flavour Tutti Frutti anyway. No. So I don't understand what it is. Yeah. Like, I, I like to know what I'm putting in my mouth. And I don't know what that is. Um, but it was a good tip from Mary about trimming pastry after baking blind. Which I genuinely have never done before. Because I find... I don't often trim pastry. I just leave it looking a bit craggy if it looks a bit craggy. Or I started using the kind of perforated 
tins and trays, which means that you don't have to. But when I used to trim, I used to never know when to trim. But she says you bake blind, trim and then fill. Yeah. Because that means that the bits from the trimming don't fall into the filling. And when I was in the tent, I wasn't quite used to making pastry that regularly, really. And I was trying to trim all the bits going out and they started to fall in. And I was just like, fuck it, I'll just leave it. And then Paul was like, oh, it looks untidy. I think my mum has always taught me Mary's way. My mum looks really like Mary. Mm. Yeah, I think. But then also I kind of now, like you say, I tend to use the perforated tins and chill it a lot. So then you mm. can actually just trim it at the start. And also if you don't stretch it too much when you're pushing yes. it in, yeah. it, it won't shrink mm. back. There you go. <laughs> Tips from Michael. <laughs> Mary doesn't know about that. Um, Holly made a Christmas spice cheesecake. It seemed very heavy and dense. Apparently it's what she leaves out for Santa, which is quite <laughs> bougie, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Not a cookie and a carrot. Um, it was, we got that word. It was overbaked and... Claggy. claggy is this the first oh. clag we've had i think it might be well done holly the clag siren <laughs> oh. Oh. Uh, janet did rhubarb and ginger she likes a rhubarb doesn't she, she? does like a rhubarb but she did, she did a layer of rhubarb rather than stirring it through which i thought was smart because otherwise you can lose it she's a genius and basically when they were judging they essentially said she totally nailed it it was like light they did souffle. say she had a very large crack Oh, she did. But that wasn't, that was actually just to do with her manoeuvring it. Oh, I thought you were about something else. Just to do with her trousers. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was her manoeuvring. Yeah, she manoeuvred it slightly. Right? Her manoeuvring gave her a large crack. <laughs> but that's okay. Joe made rum and raisin. And she made it in five minutes. <laughs> and yeah. had two hours just to sit on a chair. Has she found some kind of cheat? I loved it though. And like what was really nice, you can tell it's early Bake Off because if it was now... The feedback would be, well, you had more time. Why didn't you? Why didn't you do more? Why didn't you spin sugar and stand on your exactly. head? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> why? Why aren't you presenting this on like a unicycle? Um, whereas the judges were like, no, this is really good. Like the base is a bit dry, but otherwise they were like, this is really good. And Mary loved her cream topping. <laughs> you can't go wrong if Mary likes your cream topping. Um, Yasmin made the one that I would want to eat the most, just flavor-wise, amaretto cheesecake with amaretti biscuits, which she made and then whizzed up. Which was crazy. Why would you do that? Well, maybe she didn't realize. It's like in our first week when the um, when the recipe brief thing was like, oh well, you don't have to make your fondant, but it would be good if you did. And all of us were just like, oh, we won't then. But then, I did. Did you? Yes. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. And it stinks of pig. It smells of gelatin. You did not. It was too thin for that. In the first week, yeah. I made my own fondant. I do not believe it. I really did. We will fact check this in 2027 when we watch our own series. <laughs> yeah. But Jamie made his own. And I was about to say that that was why his looked really simple. <laughs> Where's mine? I did. I genuinely made it. It smelled horrible. I'd never made fondant before. And it's it, Liza honestly, Minnelli oh, lies. It's not lies. Liza Minnelli and her sister Lorna laughed. Someone <laughs> who is not me can go and watch our episode again and find out. Although I don't know sure it says in the episode. Um, her amaretto cheesecake though. You making... famously only entered the competition in week five. Yeah, exactly. They're definitely not going to have shown anything. Um, <laughs> the her, her crust was a bit thick. Then I thought it was a bit harsh because they were basically saying it's overbaked on the outside, but it needs longer in the middle. So, well... And it was split. It was a oh. bit like eggs. Yeah, and the texture of scrambled eggs. They really... And they... no comment on the biscuits that she actually made. Apart from to say it was too thick. Yeah, justice for Yasmin. Justice for Yasmin. So the only person that seemed to win there was well jo i would say joe and janet were top two and then a bb oh i didn't watch bb bb in the war people had to use ingredients from their gardens 
and they made pastry with potato. Oh, I did see that. It looked absolutely disgusting. Mashed potato. Mashed potato and grated carrots on top. They were like pushing it into the tin. <laughs> Maybe that's where Mary Ann got the idea from last week when she was putting oh. all the pastry in just like as crumbs. They look like the look... kind of thing that kids make when they make fake food. You know what's to eat it. It was when they, they, they presented it on the table at the end. They made this like weird like apricot <laughs> flan, which was actually carrot plums and mashed potato. And they kind of looked at it. They looked at the camera and went, it didn't always look like what it was meant to look like. <laughs> And poor old Mel. Mel was like, why did I get this BB? Can't wait to eat this. <laughs> right, on to the technical. The technical was a chocolate roulade and 1.25 hours. Why have I written 1.25 hours? I wrote 1.25 hours. <laughs> I don't know how to write a quarter. One and a quarter hours. And when they said chocolate roulade, it just cut to Janet's biggest eyes yet. <laughs> Because one, one and a quarter hours to do a chocolate roulade Ooh, is tough. It's really tight. And talking of tight, Mary's looking for a tight roll. And she's also looking for informal cracks. Informal cracks with a tight roll, that's now, quite tough. what's the difference between a formal crack and an informal crack? Ooh. Mm. You tell me. No, I asked the question. <laughs> I can't think. A formal crack's more regimented, like they all kind of line up. <laughs> Oh, so you're picturing all different... Yes, yes, No, yes, I think yes. formal cracks are all about the same size and they're all kind of lined up, whereas informal cracks are a bit more kind of like loosey-goosey. Maybe <laughs> formal cracks is when everyone's the same height as well. Yes, they'd have to be, I suppose, depending yeah. on... Yeah. Informal cracks, it's like, yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm, an, I'm an informal crack person myself, and I want to see lots of different varieties. <laughs> Do you know what? In this challenge, there was one really weird thing to have. I want to know if you noticed this as well, because I, re I replayed it a couple of times to see if I could tell who it was. Someone, when they were using their hand, uh, their stand mixer to whisk, they held the bowl up to the mixer attachment. Oh, I did not notice that at all. How totally, totally weird and very, very dangerous. I was much more focused on the fact that Janet was rolling her... Because the difference between a roulade and a Swiss roll, Paul's favourite, or Jürgen's <laughs> favourite, uh, is that a Swiss roll because it's got flour in it if you roll it up while it's still warm it'll kind of cool and remember because it's quite chewy in a way Swiss yeah roll. and like it remembers its shape because of the the, the protein and the, the gluten in the flour but the uh, a roulade is flourless which means that if you roll it up it's just gonna clag and clump yeah and oh it was awful watching it and she was like oh this is really sore on my hands it's, it can't be the right way to do it then stop and it says like it wasn't in the recipe the recipe and, was quite clear with this one i think yeah it was well it's and kind of fair because with 1.25 hours then you need it to be quite clear because you're not gonna have time to mess around you could see with joe's when it came out the oven as well it was like rubber yes like it was like paul's favorite thing to say is like oh, if i threw it on the ground it would bounce back up and hit me in the face i don't like roulades and swiss rolls as much because they're just oh. so difficult to do if it's good i love it but it's so benjamin abuehi's coconut rose and something else Swiss roll and is something else. White chocolate, maybe it's stunning. Can you make that for us for next week? No. Oh, Janet had some mighty cracks and yeah. quite a lot of seeping because of her technique. Yeah, yeah, but no one had a tight roll. No one. Hers did. was so loose that cream was just pouring out. Oh, so basically, Janet came at the bottom. None of the rest did that well. Marianne fourth, Holly third, Yasmin second, and Joe was first. And she couldn't believe it. She couldn't believe it. Do you know what I noticed at this point is? Holly and Marianne, they were our front runners at the start. Mm. We thought it was literally a battle between those two. This episode, they both did pretty bad in the signature and they both failed in the technical. If Holly seems like she's getting more and more stressed as the series goes on, I think she didn't realise that she cared. And then halfway through, she was like, oh my God, I 
could get there. And she's quite a technical baker. Mm-hmm. So, and it's obviously becoming more and more pressured. Mm. Was there any BB for this one? Or have we already talked about that? There was no BB in the technical. Oh, good. Um, on to the showstopper. So the showstopper, they were doing a cock and bush and they had five hours to do it. Do you prefer your crock to beanie bush? Yes. No, no. Do you? <laughs> I don't know. I, don't, I love the don't fact even know that, what that meant. <laughs> I love the fact that they actually then said that the French, because croque and bouche sounds so cool. Mm. And in French, it just means crunch in the mouth. If yeah. someone said, like in a Yorkshire accent, crunch in mouth, like it's not, it's not selling it, is it? No. Croque and bouche. Five hours is a long time for them to have to do that. Yes, it is a long time. I mean, time. It, well, it's, it's a lot. It's a hard bake to do. Don't get me wrong. Like it's really complex and i think i'd have been grateful for five hours but it's a long period of time to be baking for consistently with no break like they start at about what 10 9 or 10 yeah and that means you go right over lunchtime and there isn't really time to kind of stop and eat and that's what people don't realize we don't you you kind of your blood sugar drops you really get quite fatigued to do like these they bakes. bring around like sandwiches and try to feed you and you're just like i, I don't have time and you don't really feel like eating as well mm. when you're kind of in the middle of it all and there's all like the sweet smells and like yeah. If I've been baking for a day, I forget to eat the entire day because you're just kind of surrounded by food and you just don't think about it. If I did that, I'd just bake all the time. Yeah. It's a good diet. Just bake continuously. Mm. So Marianne, she made orange and praline with a cardamom caramel. I've never made a cardamom caramel. That sounds delicious. Marianne, come round and make a- Andrew. No, you're not called Andrew. <laughs> Who's Andrew? Who's Andrew? Has Andrew even been in this show? No. No. <laughs> Have we ever had Andrew? Oh, there has been an Andrew on Bake Off. That's the only person. Um, come and make Andrew a cardamom caramel. And Michael. Me too. <laughs> and Michael. But quite hard though, because often you can kind of forgive a slightly burnt caramel. But if there's cardamom in it, it'll, it'll taste awful if it's burnt. Like you need to catch it the right smoky bit. And you want to have enough. If there's not enough cardamom, I would just be like, I can't taste it. And then if there's too much, it could go quite perfumey. Mm, but apparently it was absolutely delicious crisp buns great crack on the caramel flavors all perfect paul wants the profiteroles to be a bit bigger but he can grow up it sounded delicious paul always wants it bigger i had to stop saying grow up <laughs> no not to paul you can keep on saying it <laughs> i mean to be fair she did a freestanding build which is the one mm. thing i thought considering all the praise she got it would have been better if she'd done it in a cone and got it to like a nice height yeah it was a, a little bit haphazard a little bit clumsy it was giving aztec ruins yes mm. Um, Holly did a Black Forest Gateau one. A BFG, if a, you will. A BFG. And she did dark chocolate cement, basically. And she made gingerbread <laughs> as well. <laughs> she, she did. And it was a gingerbread house. Like, she kind of lifted up the 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 pyramid of chocolate, which was disguising all of the shoe buns. And there was a gingerbread house underneath. I, just thought, that was, I thought it was quite cute. Very cute. It was just one of those ones where, like, the gingerbread house was probably the best bit about it. And it was mm. a bit style over substance. Like, mm. that wasn't part of the challenge. And you probably weren't going to get very many marks for that. I had I liked her thing where she sprayed her baking trays with water. That's what I do. But the steam from the water, it's not going to actually lift your shoe buns at all. Isn't it to make them go caramelize you on the outside? It's it's more about the crunch than the lift. Oh, she said about the lift. But if it's about the crunch, then you you win. Were you not paying attention during bread week when they talked about what steam did? Yeah, dead, 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 dead. <laughs> yeah, but that wasn't for shoe buns. Um, but if it works for that, then that's really good. But she, she cried after the judging, yeah, which made me think they were because actually the judging didn't seem that harsh because they were like the buns were great. It was just a bit bitter with the chocolate, and they loved the concept. So I thought that perhaps the the edit made them look nicer than they were. I was wondering that, or whether it was that she thought she'd smashed it. Because when you think you've smashed it, and then the judge is like, oh, I'm, I'm okay. unfamiliar with the concept. <laughs> but like, there were a couple of times our series when you watched the judging and you were like, oh, 
that didn't seem that bad. And then they they jump cut to like the interviews afterwards, and the person would be crying, and I'd be like, well, I know why they're crying. Yeah, yeah. But no one else does. <laughs> Do you yeah, know what I mean? so it could be that. Janet did a vanilla and orange croque and bouche on a nougatine um, base, though. Yeah, which is a bit strange. Like the. I wonder if the brief, it was trying to get them to push to do other things because mm. a crock and bush is quite difficult to do and it doesn't need a lot of extra things to make it look but fancy. you're going to do something. That nougatine base, I thought was a really good idea. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, when she was making her like creme pat or her filling, whatever it was, she said she wanted to make sure it was, it was not too sloppy and not too stiff. And my question is, do you prefer sloppy or stiff? See, well, normally... I don't like stiff, as we've talked about it, but I don't want sloppy. I think sloppy, yeah, implies like it's going to go everywhere. Or it's like dripping off the foreskin. <laughs> I wasn't thinking about that. <laughs> uh, title of app. <laughs> well, I've blushed now. Janet's was way too small because she also... Don't carry on. Janet Alex also has got his head <laughs> in his hands and it's rocking. <laughs> Janet tried to freestyle build hers as well, and it was way too small. It was like a total disaster, basically. She said, I intended to make it bigger, but I ran out of time. And that's yeah. happened to all of us. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't just take time, though, Janet. Um, on to Joe. She did limoncello and white chocolate, which I thought was a nice mm. combination. But then she did a weird thing where she slapped out her shoe onto some cold marble to cool it down before yeah. she added the egg. Like, what's what's going on there? To be honest, I, I know you're meant to let that. So when you're making sure you have to beat the pastry and no, the flour and water together to make a kind of like paste. Yeah. And then you let that cool down a bit before you add you your eggs. You have to eggs. get that cool. But though. I don't really, I don't even wait really. As long as you just like, <laughs> as long as you pop it in and stir really quickly so it doesn't have time to scramble. That's all you're trying to avoid. Yeah. Maybe that's why we did so bad in the shoe challenge. In the shoe challenge. <laughs> um, she said at one point in a really cute way, she said, I thought I was going to have one week where I wasn't going to be in the bottom of something again. Which I thought was really cute. And I was wondering, is that your experience, Michael? <laughs> no, never. No, every week, actually. <laughs> I look forward to it. Being the bottom of something. Um, she was also part of the um, Maysam School of Wrong Implements, using a fork to stir her caramel. Yes. For no reason. I mean, she was the one who was mashing apples with spoons. Does she only have a draw of knives, forks and spoons so she has to choose between those three implements? <laughs> is that all it is? Maybe Maysam was watching Joe. That was her heroine. From... No, I was about to say from where she was at the time because she wasn't born, but I'm not going to. You can do the inference yourself. <laughs> um, the judging, they thought it was very, very, very good. There was one error she made, though. Mm. She was a bit too soft, wasn't she? Yeah, her cream made her buns sog. She added cream to her creme pat, which is a very nice idea because it's a very light cream, mm. but it's just going to seep into the to the tube buns. Lots of creme pat this year. Uh, BB was all about how puddings used to be prepackaged. I literally watched about 10 seconds and was like, no. Oh, I didn't even try. Um, <laughs> Yasmin, our very favourite Yasmin, she made rose and it's called, they said made rose and sugar almonds. She didn't even make the sugar almonds. No, I don't know she... why they mentioned sugar almonds. It was a rose croque and bouche. 108 shoe buns. Yeah. That's a lot. Um, Mary's face though, when she saw the creme pat, which had been like colored pink. She literally, it looked like she was looking at someone who'd stood in dog shit or something. It's it like, like, it's just pink. Flesh had burned off their face. She was like, <gasps> <gasps> it was so over the top. It's just pink. And she hadn't even put pink food coloring in. It was actually from the rose syrup. It was just pink. She was having an awful time. It was really stressful for her. She burned herself on the caramel and we saw a paramedic and it was just all a lot for her. But actually... It was just the caramel that burned. Everything else was fine. Yeah. she. I mean, her shoe buns were a little bit dark. Paul was kind of giving her a tip about cooling, wasn't he? Like was about he? cooling a caramel, about taking it off before you think because it's going to keep on cooking. Yeah. And 
<laughs> Yasmin's like, yeah, I'm going to follow that. I'm just going to keep on cooking it till it's really burnt. <laughs> like she didn't even listen she, to I him. I think she was just having a bit of a breakdown. We've, I mean, all, we've all been there. She burnt her fingers. And when they, when you talk about burning your fingers on caramel and things, it can be a little bit. She obviously had a proper burn because she had like those massive plasters yeah, on her fingers. But also like sometimes in a tent, one thing goes wrong and it just spirals and spirals and spirals until you get to the end, doesn't it? Yeah. They actually all, I think crock and Booch is quite hard. They all did pretty well. I did think... Those of them that had the mould seemed to do better. I thought it was a fairly boring challenge, if I'm honest. It was boring. And Joe got Star Baker. No Joe. And the soggy bottom, this week's lever, was Yasmin. But apparently they went back to all the technicals because they weren't sure. They couldn't work out who was going to leave. So they went back to all the previous technicals from all of the other episodes to decide. Which implies technicals are important, which as we all know now... It's not the case. Yeah. I thought it was interesting. It is very interesting. And also, it's kind of good because when you've burnt your fingers, they do not recover that well. She wouldn't have been ready for next Maybe week. Maybe that's why they sent her home. So, our dear, dear Yasmin has gone and Holly dodged a bullet. Yes, it looked like we were going to see another double elimination. I actually like the tension in this series as I don't feel like I know what the judges are going to do next. Anyway, Yasmin should be proud. Her croque and bouche stood proud, which as you get older is harder and harder to achieve. <laughs> you know, although some of us were a bit flaccid, but it is the taste that counts. Yes, and in this case, the bit of taste could not be saved by the cream, unfortunately. <laughs> of course. Talking of tastes, though, let's move on to this week's taste test, which comes from TK Archie on socials, who says that chocolate covered strawberries are disgusting. No explanation why but maybe it's not needed you know the drill should they be sent in for life without parole or is tk archie our hero if you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery think again juvederm volux xc is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime even better this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment no maintenance required improved jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with juvederm volux xc for important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. 
What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello, it's us, advertising our own plans again. If everyone just joined it, we could probably talk about this a little bit less, to be honest. Actually, if we all just make a point to pause the episode right now and go to patreon.com forward stroke sticky bun boys to sign up, then we can stop doing these ads forever. Nice plan. For a small handful of change, you'll get access to early and ad-free episodes, as well as bonus content, including regular Q&As, access to our online community, and much more. Plus, you get a nice, warm, fuzzy feeling knowing you're helping us to keep doing the podcast. What more could you ask for? Whew, thank goodness this is the last ad we'll ever do. For this week anyway they're not a hero straight to jail well Takachi, i actually read it as Takachi. Takachi, i think they've got a bit of a do you know what i do you know what i disagree with is the green bit on top oh if they're covered in chocolate and then mm. they've got the green bit on top i want to put it all in my mouth i don't want to have to like put it all in then like pull a bit out oh true i like strawberries from a chocolate fountain i don't like it when they've gone when it's chocolate covered that's gone hard you've never sounded more middle class <laughs> i like my chocolate covered strawberries to be fresh yes i need to be fresh i don't like it when it's hard chocolate and oh then, no it's then nice juicy like, strawberry you get like a crunch before you get the kind of release no because i want the chocolate to melt in my mouth but then the strawberry makes it go all like watery and it's like splitting watery the yeah because strawberries are little i'm made mainly of water well I, juice yes i'm not an idiot but, but like but like it's like a, a crunch and an explosion of juice in your mouth yeah but then as you keep on chewing this the chocolate's gone all weird no it hasn't i'm with takachi on this one well you can both go to jail then because okay. i'm in charge of the inbox section uh right okay this one oh it's a story we've got a story um it's weird not doing the scripts sam says Hello, boys. Long time listener, first time caller. Sam um, didn't say that. Sam said, hello, boys. Oh, sure. Hello, boys. Long time <laughs> listener, first time caller. That sounded like Alan Cumming. <laughs> hello, boys. $2,000. Um, $2 million. Um, two million. $2 million. I've now heard enough mortifying stories from you and the other soggy bottoms out there to feel brave enough to tell mine. I'm going to start off by saying two words. White jeans. Just remember that throughout. White jeans. Let's say it again, just to make sure. White jeans. So, <laughs> I, meaning Sam, this is not me. Um, just to be clear, <laughs> throughout this story, this is not a personal story. <laughs> I am not David Atherton. Um, so, I was feeling pretty constipated a while back. And so, I decided to get things going the best way I know how. Prunes, David's favourite. Everyone's favourite. Well, all people's favourite. I used to work in an old folks home. And they used to, like, have porridge with prunes on top. Yeah, they have those big bowls of stewed prunes. I love it. Do you know what you should just do instead? Just put sugar on top. It's the same thing. No, it's not, because they don't make you go for a poo. Does that, do old people need that? Oh, yes. Most old people have started to get quite constipated. Oh, I assumed it all just came out. <laughs> it's nothing to do with the sphincter, Michael. Is it not? No, it's more to do with the actual bowel. What, but, yeah, what some, happens to the bowel? For some, I think things just slow down. Things get less effective, don't they? But yeah, I think maybe sphincter-wise, maybe some of that will drop out. Sphincter-wise, don't use those words again. <laughs> anyway, I spent the day listening to Taylor Swift, good choice, dancing around the kitchen, scrolling through Grinder, and absentmindedly eating the prunes until they were all gone. Oh my goodness, how many prunes? It's a, what did they say, a bag? 
No, it didn't say anything. Ooh. How many is in a packet of prunes? Quite a lot. For, in terms of laxative effects, you don't need to have many. Do you not? No. How many would you say? If you have five, it's quite a lot. Really? Mm. It's like the opposite of Imodium. Yeah. What is the fruit equivalent of Imodium? Bananas. Really? Yeah. Bananas stop you. All of the fruits make you go for a poo. Bananas stop you. What about plantain? Oh, probably the same, yeah. Mm. Uh, early evening rolls around and I get a notification on Grinder from a boy that I'd be messaging a bit back and forth. He's an absolute 10 out of 10, muscly but femme, and I've been desperate to ride him into the sunset for months. Huh, like a cowboy. Uh, like Mary. <laughs> Taylor Swift wrote Cowboy Like Me about Mary's episode, Mary's outfit <laughs> in the last episode. <laughs> He invited me out for a drink. Such a romantic. I like how that's the bare minimum at this point. <laughs> yeah, such a romantic. <laughs> he asked me out for a drink. To be fair, they were on a cruising app, so you never know. Such a romantic. And I <laughs> leapt at the chance. Douching was a breeze, which is unusual. Needs more fibre. Uh, and I headed straight down to the bar. Back to the douching thing. Just have more fibre. But he did. He'd had loads of prunes. Have they the got fibre in them? Yeah, that's the point in prunes. They're Does really... fibre make you poo? Yes. I thought it just like cleaned up the poo. No, it makes it stimulates the bowel, so your bowel works more, so oh, it makes you poo. You see, I thought it just like made it like kind of clump together a bit more, so it was easier to. It can also do that as well. Bulk farming. It can also be bulk farming. What is bulk? As in like so what bulking like season is the poos are like basically it absorbs more water into your stool, oh. so it means means they're softer. Do you know what? I don't like the word stool. <laughs> they can they're softer and they can progress through the bowel like easier. Softer. See, I I say I suppose soft works. I was I just thought it was more like absorbing. Do you know what I mean? It was yeah. almost like the fibre was kind of going through you and was like pushing all the bits out. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. And just look. leaving like a cleat. It's like a rubber. I it's want, like rubbing I out your Michael intestines. I want Michael to write a biology textbook for kids. <laughs> <laughs> all I know is I eat lots of fibre and there's never been any problems. Anyway, back to the bar. <laughs> Things were going well, but by the third drink, I started to feel movements in my gut. Oh, I hate it when you but start like to feel that. But like fart movements, she says. She, he, they, sure. Um, gender's a construct, who knows. Uh, things were going well. By the third drink, I started to feel movements in my gut, like fart movements. Because fart movements are different from the movements that you feel on a regular basis in town. It's weird how almost every time you know, don't you? It's just an instinctual like, thing. You know if it's is, a fart or if it's poo. This is fart, sure. Um, of course, I'm dignified enough to never let a man know I fart. So I kept holding them in, though the pressure was building. David famously does not have that problem. <laughs> <laughs> he'll just announce it to the room um we eventually decided to move on after our drinks and i was invited back to his which i was over the moon about on the way back we stopped at a supermarket and i ran in to get a bottle of wine as he was still in the taxi i thought it would be safe to just let out a low controlled <laughs> fart <laughs> never safe it, it was a public place so it couldn't be blamed on me no matter how putrid that's not true because sometimes it's like a miasmic kind of cloud that sticks around you in particular. <laughs> so it's very clear where it's come from. Just running through the aisles to try and clear it. <laughs> but And then they say, but it would mean that I didn't have to stink up his bathroom later. Good point. I'm concerned about the word putrid. <laughs> like maybe you need to look at what's going on there. Uh, how would you make sure that you thought your smart, your, your smarts are less felly? Is what I was about to say there. You Farts can't. Are less smelly. I don't think you can make sure because it just depends, doesn't it? Sure. I don't think I had that smelly farts. 
Oh, I do. If you're eating like, because it's just all the bacteria and you've got eating different things. So sometimes certain foods, like some people for uh, dairy makes them have really smelly farts. So there I was letting out a low and slow toot. <laughs> I like how they've used the word toot. They've got some... everything else they've told us already. And they've got some sphincter control to go low and slow. Well, we all have that. Well, not all of us. Uh, <laughs> when I suddenly felt a warmth in the gooch re- region. So I'll say that again. When I suddenly felt a warmth in the gooch region, like a bad warmth. (laughs) Even worse, when I tried to close off the fart, I couldn't. (gasps) It just kept on coming. Oh, no. I can hold, I can close a fart. Can you close one? Yes, definitely. Are you sure? I actually can, yeah. (laughs) It's like putting a cork in. Oh, Sam. Um, it's maybe worth remembering the colour of my jeans now. I actually had genuinely forgotten, <laughs> even though you said it about four times at the start. Except they were no longer white. It was a bad, bad stain in the worst of all places. You know what? At this stage, the white jeans aren't the worst thing. The smell is going to be the worst. There was nothing I could do and I had to come clean. Well, probably weren't. <laughs> to my date. He was very kind about it, but it remains the worst experience of my entire life to date. <laughs> oh, I have never... That- followed through on a fart really mm. have you ever done have you ever just sharted then where you think you're gonna fart and then it, it just you do just shit well that's the same thing well no because following through you can means you're like you fart for a bit and then you <laughs> and you're following through with a with a shit that's what i thought you meant what's happened whereas a shart when is... we started this podcast we had like such we spoke about bagels for like 15 minutes <laughs> on the first episode we were so dignified and now look what's happened to the inbox now we're talking about the, dif- the definition between a follow-through and a shart they are different michael and you've done neither <laughs> you must have followed through when you're on the toilet before I think, I honest, honest God, I don't think I have. Oh. Does this make me unusual? No, it probably makes you like perfect biologically. Because I just go to, I go, go to the toilet first thing in the morning, ship, shower, shave, done. And then throughout the day, just fart. Well, like not, not constantly. <laughs> just, just every I mean, so often. As you walking down the street. <laughs> I just, I zigzag. I just zigzag. Michael's like, either on the tube, but it's really busy. No one is around him. <laughs> I get off at King's Cross, quick fart, get back on the train again. <laughs> Make sure the doors close before that miasma follows me on. I would absolutely love that just because tubes in London are very busy. So you just get off to a crowd of people, fart in their face and jump back on the tube again. In their face. <laughs> Don't jump. <laughs> so I'm assuming you have followed through then with his white jeans. I don't wear. I couldn't. Do you know what? Actually, white jeans is quite a brave move. Well, yeah, because any if, circumstance. If you're farting that much, it's going to get a stain no matter what. Like I was at a fest. What? Just, <laughs> just from all the the fart, like the poo particles in your farts are going to make give it a little brown halo. <laughs> I just bought some white jeans actually. <laughs> Which now I'm realising it's not a good move for me. I can't move past brown halo. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like blowing rings of smoke. Yeah. But with, <laughs> with, with poo particles. If you do it so much. Anyway, this actually doesn't refer to Michael. You should not have a pair of white because jeans. I know, I've just bought a pair. They're it's not going to be a brown halo. It's going to be a brown smear. <laughs> they're, mine are like a creamy. Actually, I had some white underwear once and there's just no point. Oh, I've got... I've got I, white underwear and it's fine. Do you know what? Even when I don't shit myself and fat, I always just get skids. I think it's my anatomy. I honestly, even just my underwear, honestly, all my underwear. 
I just don't bother buying new stuff because it's just like it's just gonna be like that very quickly anyway. I'm crying. <laughs> I'm gonna check all Michael's underwear after this because he must as well. I'll, do you know what? I'll get a pair of my white underwear out and I'll show you. You have white. Yes. Do you not get like the sweaty yellow bits around the leg? <laughs> You've got a sweaty gooch as well as a brown maybe halo. That's, maybe that's a fungal infection. Because <laughs> never been treated. <laughs> David actually used all natural yeast in the tent. Oh. <laughs> anyway, I actually do have another poo story oh, for you, Michael. Of course you do. <laughs> I don't normally have this regularly, it's but it's only been a couple of weeks. <laughs> it's only been a couple of weeks for the last one, and this one's very similar. And I'm really, really, genuinely angry about this one because it was not my fault. The last one, there was nothing to do about it. I, even if. That my clinic had been open on time, I'd have probably still had to do it in the alley because I was so desperate. <laughs> the same alley as last this, time. Well, no, this time was when I was going to the cookery school that I go to. And I was going there and I could feel that same thing. I don't know why. Basically, my problem was when I stopped drinking coffee, I stopped being regular like yourself. Mm. When I used to wake up, I'd just wake up, have a coffee, need a poo. Anyway, I was going to work and I felt that thing of needing a poo again. And I got close to the cookery school. I wasn't sure what you were close to there. And I had to knock on the door. And sometimes people take ages to come because it's actually a cookery shop as well. But they let me in. And then I was literally running to go down the stairs to the toilet. And I would have been fine. And my manager was there. And she said, oh, you've got to sign in, David. What kind of place still clocks in and clocks out? A safe place, David. Well, it's not safe for me. Because <laughs> I had to go over to a computer, clock in. While then- shitting at the same time. As you go down to get to the toilets in this place, you have to go downstairs, down and down, down a little corridor. And basically when I got to the door, you know, when there's like an outer door and then there's the next door, I forgot there was another door. So as I started pushing the door, (laughs) I kind of thought it's safe to actually start releasing now. Because by the time I get to a cubicle and like, because I'd already started unbuttoning, like I'll be able to pull my trousers down. It'll just like all flow. But... I started kind of letting it out a little bit. Then I saw the other door, but I'd already started undoing my trousers. So then I kind of got a bit stumbly, got through the next door. Anyway, Michael got the photo because as I let the flow happen, it kind of like flowed into my pants (laughs) as I was taking them off. And there was just shit everywhere. Oh, David. All over the waistband of my pants. And actually a tiny little bit on my trousers, but I didn't worry about that. And you, kept, and you taught to cookery class straight down. And I got so angry that I sat there on the toilet. Not No point, I just shot in my pants <laughs> and took a photo and sent it to Michael. <laughs> Wasn't it a very nice poo, was it? It's lovely being friends with David, honestly. 10 out of 10 would recommend. And so then I had to take those pants off. But luckily there were uh, all kinds of, what's it called? Unisex toilets? Mm-hmm. Um, so there was a sanitary bin. So I could just put them into the sanitary bin. I honest, I genuinely have never known someone to shit themselves so often. I don't do it that often. It's Maybe just... this is why I thought old people just like <laughs> cut themselves all the time. <laughs> I need to stop prunes. Me and Sam both need to stop prunes. <laughs> Maybe everyone needs to stop prunes. Right, I'm going to keep my pooey pants to myself for at least a week. Who <laughs> are you planning on giving them to? <laughs> no, I mean, I'm not going to send you voice notes and pictures of my bowel exploits well if david isn't gonna message me because let's be honest almost all he sends me is shit or is about shit i need to hear from you so please keep sending in your stories questions and burning desires to stickybunboys at gmail.com or slide into our dms on instagram we are still compiling our olympics which we will do in a couple of weeks yes please we love to get our fill each week when the inbox isn't bulging i for one am a little bit disappointed please also like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast and here's the important bit between now and next week, let one friend know about this podcast and then badge them until they listen. Unless your friends with Jürgen, of course, please do not tell him to listen under any circumstances. Yes, please definitely don't. I'm actually doing a food festival with him soon and I've already got a bit of an awkward thing in my head. <laughs> anyway, as always, keep them sticky. Sticky.
Ready for the boring bit? Let's go. The Sticky Bun Boys are not endorsed by or affiliated with Love Productions, The Great British Bake Off, or any of its subsidiaries. All views and opinions are our own. The Great British Bake Off and all related content are registered trademarks and copyrights of their respective trademark and copyright holders. Very professional, David. In one breath. (laughs) We're all just having a bit of fun, aren't we? (laughs) Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.